die, you gotta watch your cats who watch your back. You can get hit quick with this game of thrones. Hey, you guys, it's Cass from Culturally Rock, episode seven. This is Buchacha. Who do I have with me? Meet you once again. And, Je- and Jeff. And Jeff. All right, guys. We have had some, I want to say eventful few episodes, but uh, I'm going to say leading up to episode nine of season six of Game of Thrones was probably not as eventful as we may have liked. However, episode nine. Um, Holy shit. I, I felt like a little bit like maybe episodes seven, eight were like the tantric part of sex. And then <laughs> in episode nine, we got to blow our load. I mean, maybe like, like four seasons worth of load. Yeah. So where it's like you have sex, you're done. And then like two minutes later, I'm ready to go again. Yeah. And uh, we, we bukkakeed all over the carpet again. Man, <laughs> wait, 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 have you been around for all the Bukaki talk? Uh, I mean, we've had a little bit on the show, oh, okay. but I imagine you guys have had more on other shows. Um, <laughs> the kinky, kinky tauntaun. It, it comes up. It got it's gotten to the point now where, like, if if Jeff is over, my wife's like, "When are you gonna say it?" And he's like, "Say what?" <laughs> that you know what I'm saying. Uh, like, like, well, Bukaki? Bukaki? <laughs> uh, <laughs> we call that a running gag. <laughs> uh, gag. Uh, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> well, anyway, let's go ahead and get the show on the road, gentlemen, before uh, people start clicking the off button and saying, oh my god, these guys just want to talk about pornography. Just, just have a pornography podcast, why don't you? Well, there's an idea. That would anyway. be creepy. <laughs> this is Game of Thrones. Well, it is, it is. All right. So uh, in the usual manner, we like to go from geographical location to geographical location. And over the past three episodes, we actually don't have as many geographical locations. So without further ado, we got to talk. We're, we're going to start over in ESOS. And Marine. So, guys, um, episode seven. Um, I don't. What was Khaleesi? Was Khaleesi was Daenerys even in episode seven? Um, I don't think so. Oh, yeah, I don't think so either. Ever, 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 Bieber. Anyway, yeah, because episode six is uh, you know, when she's at the end and she's burned the uh, she burned the temple burned the shit right. Um, the Dash Kaleen. I, I guess maybe seven was the, her dragon speech, or was that it? Dra- episode seven was her dragon speech. Yeah, I was just like real quick, like wait, my the, dragon's here. The blood of my oh, blood. Yeah. That's right. Okay, so we, we have that, which was a very rousing and inspirational speech, and she made everybody swear loyalty to her in the in the uh, Kalasars or whatever. And, and somebody brought up if they're all their her blood riders. If she dies, they all have to commit suicide. So, ooh, motivation. Oh, that's some motivation for you. That that would be that would be. Anyway, hmm. so the uh, the next episode we have sort of shit coming loose at the seams, if you will. 
uh, in Marine, we, we had the uh, masters come in and start besieging the city and launching trebuchets of something like Greek fire or what, wildfire or whatever at the pyramid in the city of Marine. And then you have a moment where they're all sitting around like, what should we do? And Daenerys plops down from Drogon and like, hey, fuckers, what's going on? And that's kind of where it cut out. It's like uh, and mom then we, getting course, home going, what have you done? Yeah, yeah, because the shit has hit the fan. But then again, like, surely she had to realize that, I mean, honestly, I'm at the point where I'm like, Tyrion is, uh, she should be thankful to Tyrion for Marine still, like, standing. There's still being a student to come back to. Yeah. I mean, she left it in pretty shitty condition. She did. I mean, it was literally an end civil war. And you're, you're right, you're right. And, I uh, mean, she comes she comes back and there are ships, you know, hurling fireballs at her city. So it, it may not look like it's in it's but improving again, much. She but... made such short work of them that uh, I guess she probably wasn't that pissed off. <laughs> yeah. Well, which I guess brings us to, to the uh, most recent episode, episode nine in the first uh, what, 10, 15 minutes of that were spent at Marine where you have Daenerys say, you know, basically telling everybody else, yeah, I got this. Yeah. Uh, we, we also had this nice little exchange between Tyrion and Daenerys. And uh, Jeff, you were actually with me over my house to watch the episode. Um, yep. And it was up. I'm trying to figure out, like, did it seem to you like she meant to go like burn down the other slave cities just for on principle um she sounded like that was she was thinking about it yeah okay because I, I didn't i didn't quite catch if it was just like oh i'm just gonna burn down like one or two of them just to make an example or all of them and then uh you have Tyrion like whoa 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 there lady um your your dad was a fucking wacko because he wanted to burn everybody let's let's not do that again because People He's don't like, generally take kindly to that. Uh, in that way, so, in that way, madness lies. Indeed, but she came right. I mean, she came down. She she listened to what Tyrion had to say. She's like, "Eh, all right, I'll just go fuck these people up." And you didn't really know exactly what what was going to happen there. But uh, I mean, I knew strategically as long as she had dragons, all she had to come up, all she had to do was come up behind the ships with the trebuchets, and burn them of course you could say oh she wanted to save some for her own fleet moving purposes her own uh carrying personnel over to westeros and uh seems like she she got all that and having watched that that those scenes together jeffrey uh i think we, we were both sort of cheering and just like dumbfounded by what was occurring at that yeah, moment it was, it was it was pretty sweet um but you know what I said? Uh, it's like, but we're just slaves too. You're burning us. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what happens, I guess, when you're on the wrong side. I mean, it's the history of war, right? Yeah, um, and it was anyway. cool how you know we were talking about who's gonna who's gonna ride the other dragons, and it's like, well, she she might not need somebody else to ride the dragons. They were pretty much following Drogon's lead. I agree. I, I don't. Maybe in the books, you know, Gurm might be might be setting something up like that. But as far as I can tell in the show, it's completely unnecessary. What do you think, Meacham? Yeah, I was kind of uh, wondering about that too. Like, 
Jack just kind of like busted out of the, the caves. Um, <clears throat> uh, I mean, it, I guess they're following Drogon's lead. They, that she would have at least sent know, somebody she was down like, to like, hey, go make sure that they can get out. Even if you just have to pull a few bricks out and run. Um, I mean, she, she, I mean, it seemed very calibrated what she was doing there. Like the, yeah. I don't know if she had some kind of like, some kind of like message she can send the dragons herself. Like, gum dragons, follow me. Or if it really is just Drogon. I don't know. Yeah, if there's any type of telepathic link between her and the dragons. It seems to be something with it, too. There's some sort of some sort of telepathy or, you know, because even with, uh, even with Drogon appearing, like while she was meeting with the, the masters. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Which like, did you shit your pants that part? Because I, I, I thought about it. I didn't actually shit, but I thought about <laughs> I just kind of smiled, had a nice little, and, and just that, that cute little part where he just kind of like nuzzles up next to her. I'm like, Oh, precious little yeah. Drogon. Man. Yeah. It's like, yes, the, the superhero yes. drop in. It, it, it was a nice <laughs> touch. Anyway. Um, so, guys, uh, she, she came to roost, she kicked ass, she took names, she showed everyone who's boss, um, she she kicked some ass and chewed bubblegum, and uh, when she ran out of bubblegum, I think she made her own. So, all in all, uh, I think Daenerys is set to go. Yeah, I kind of like this Daenerys. I've been, I've been saying for a while that I'm not a fan of Daenerys, but... Danny with dragons, just like listening to Tyrion's wise advice, is cool with me. Yeah, I think they're definitely you know they're definitely setting up this character for you know the 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 great you know that I guess that was one of the closing lines between her and Tyrion was uh, no no I'm sorry it's in the preview for next week's episode uh, you're, you're playing the great game now and it's terrifying. So I think that's where we're headed. Uh, of course, before they exited for the uh, <coughs> Winterfell parts, they gave us a scene with Yara and Theon, where they finally got to Marine and introduced themselves to Queen Daenerys. Uh, of course, this must have been sometime after the battle because there's no mention of that. However, we do have them prison basically Daenerys is sort of skeptical she's like oh why would I want to help you out Theon I heard you're a douchebag and Tyrion's like yeah he's a total fucking douche uh then he's like yeah oh, I'm not. Been like, say what should have been like should have been like I I got my penis cut off and they're like oh yeah, okay, yeah. Okay. like I almost I was almost <laughs> waiting for him to say something like oh I'm not a man anymore it's like you oh. have suffered enough <laughs> and insert like uh Price is Right losing music. Dun, 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 dun. Bum, bum, bum. And of course, uh, you know, it's like, what do you want to marry me to? And Yara's like, I wouldn't be against that. You know? Yeah, yeah, there definitely <laughs> seemed like, to be a little out, like, like the a episode little before. flirtation there. Yeah, but we found out the episode before that Yara swings that way. We do, Yes, yes. And, uh, and am I am I mistaken? Going back all these, you know, in the book and and even in the first season, or whatever, Daenerys is now sterile. Correct? I think so. According I to remember the reading curse. that in the book. Say what? Cord- I don't know if I remember reading it in the book. I don't know if they've said anything about it in the show though. I could have sworn that the witch. I remember burned, said uh, something like I that. I remember reading something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I mean. For all intents and purposes, she's sterile. So, uh, I mean, 
theoretically a relationship with Yara. I mean, you're not expecting children anyway, so why not? Go for it. And uh, in the what, in into the books, she has availed herself of uh, one of the one of her servants' services a time or two. Oh, that's true. That's true. Her her uh, uh, one of her female Dothraki, servants, Dothraki Dothraki handmaidens. Yeah. Indeed, indeed. All right, guys. Uh, so where does before that put us mo- then? Before we move away from Marine, yes. how badass was Grey Worm? Oh, the the part where like the one guy's begging and he just sliced the other guy's throats. That yeah, was pretty just, cool. Wah! That was pretty cool. And then Tyrion comes up and like consoles him. <laughs> yeah. Gives him, gives him his, like, his father. No, I, I really like that part. Or whatever it was. <clears throat> oh, oh, how the I tables like have part. turned. Yeah, it was pretty cool. <laughs> um, so, guys, Bravo. We, we have a, a season finale coming up on Sunday. Uh, and, of course, I think a lot of this episode coming up is going to be moving the chess pieces into play for what's to come next season. So where do you see those pieces moving? And where do you see Daenerys going in the future? And what do you, what do you foresee her doing? Try to be as specific as possible. Jeffrey, go. Well, I think she's going to, when Euron shows up, going to like barbecue him and take his ships. Uh, that's perfectly, well, perfectly reasonable if she even decides to wait that long because they had to build a bunch of ships and why the fuck wait for that, right? Uh, yeah. and, and from what they were trying to say, I guess, do you think we have enough ships? Well, maybe barely. I mean, eh, I mean, if you could fill all those ships with personnel, I think you'd be just fine. Plus, you have dragons. Or, hey, you know what? Drop some people off and go back and come and get the rest of them. All right, Meech, what do you think? Saying the end of season six finale. Yep. The very last scene will be Daenerys and her horde and her dragons all on the way to Westeros. Oh, so you think it's just going to be like... It'll just be a... Yeah, be a panning view of the entire fleet and the dragons flying overhead. And that'll be the end of the... The episode well, in yeah. the season because they and always end the season on Daenerys stuff. They always do. Do they do? Don't they? And they can't wait yeah. too long to to go because I don't think the Dothraki horde was satisfied with those like ten guys they got to kill. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, you know, city gate. Like, oh, they killed like four harpy dudes. Oh, <laughs> that's precious. Uh, okay. Well, let me ask you this then, guys. Uh, I think. We have 13 episodes left, according to uh, D&D. What do you see next for Daenerys? What, what, what do you see her doing over the next, the course of the, the remaining 13 episodes of Game of Thrones? Uh, kicking some White Walker ass. So you, you think that's, I mean, inevitable, surely. You, you have anything to go with that? Um. Any sort of intrigue, any character meetups? I think she'll meet up with John. Okay, so you do think she'll meet up with John? Either that or or possibly Sam. Okay, I like where you're going with that. I'll, I'll, I'll say that here in a second. Um, Meacham, what do you think? Um. Well, let me ask you guys. Sam is still going to Old Town in the show, right? Yeah. I mean, you're led to believe that, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. so timing wise, he, should, have, and he I, should be there and should have been there for you know, I guess at least a few weeks or a month or whatever. Okay. 
So I just don't know how much knowledge he's going to be able to gain. Because I'm trying to figure out how... I mean, we, we all... I think we all agree that eventually John and Daenerys are going to meet up. I, but, inevitable, but absolutely. Through... Right, but through what route and, like... They have to have some kind of knowledge. Like, I feel like John has to get some knowledge from Sam about Dragonfire killing the White Walkers and the Age of Heroes or something. And, yeah, wildfire, or some kind of, I don't know. Wildfire right. and Valerian Steel. I just feel Steel. like there's some kind of missing knowledge that's, that, that John needs to like seek out Daenerys or Daenerys okay. to seek out John. Now, now, she did have that vision of being at the Wall, so maybe right. now that she has gone back... To go forward, maybe she's like, oh, "Okay, I'm gonna go to Westeros." All right, so I, I guess that I brings a, up my ne- my maybe next. Maybe I need to go ooh, to the wall. Ooh, ooh, well, I, I guess where I'm, I'm gonna go with something. this. Yes, Jeff, go. Um, perhaps you know, th- there's magic in the making of uh, Valerian steel. What yeah. if it can be made with the assistance of actual real dragon fire? That's true. What if you actually need real dragon fire to forge Valerian steel? Yeah, maybe they could do some mass production with three dragons. Well, you, you have that, but of course, we also know that we can get some some dragon glass at various locations around Westeros as well. Yeah, um, true, true. But and of course, Sam and John are two of the only people that currently live alive in Westeros, not only to have uh, seen a White Walker, but also killed one. Which brings up, I guess, what you were saying. Uh, with your point about Daenerys, Jeff, I think Samwell is almost certainly not going to stay in Old Town for very long. Just because nope. we know we have 13 episodes left, he is not going to become a maester by, you know, even episode 10 or whatever, and then just suddenly swoop in like, hey guys, I learned stuff, and start like doing some wizard badass Gandalf shit or something. Uh, that makes no sense. So I think you were, I think you might be onto something. Uh, in that he might be dispatched to go to Daenerys uh, at the behest of John, but we we can talk that uh, talk about that soon. All right, guys, are we ready to go to our, ne- our next right. location? <laughs> sure. All right, yeah. so let's let's move over to uh, the other side of Issos with Bravos, guys. This whole Arya stuff. <sighs> okay, Arya came to Bravos. She was sort of lured there by Jake and Hagar, who gave her that little coin, Valar Magolas, blah blah blah. And you know, it made me you know the, the, her first few scenes in outside the Temple of the End. Uh, keep calling, want to call it the Temple of the Undying. The outside the House of Black and White. It seemed very Fight Club esque. You know, uh, she was supposed to stay there for like three days in the rain, and finally they would relent and let her in, which apparently they did and then you had some nice little daredevil montage blind training this season uh, and of course her first test when she was uh, supposed to become no like i thought she was already no one when she drank that little potion or that water to restore her sight come to find out she wasn't uh yet so she was ordered to go kill this see, my- see what i was gonna say my take on that whole uh little like part where he was like if a girl is truly no one then she has nothing to fear right. i think it's just water I, I think like it's i think bullshit. that she that he was just like 
yeah, like, ah, uh, you won't actually drink it if you don't really think if you're not really committed. So but if you really think te- that this is something faith, poison, that that could very well right. be. I think that's what was yeah, going on. I think on. it was just the well, potion to bring your sight back. It wasn't poison. Yeah, yeah, something. But anyway, we have we have her go, you know, dispatched to assassinate this actress who was very much what do you call it. Uh, the the younger actress was jealous of her abilities and her you know her performances thought she could do a better job and Arya of course was witnessing this very you know meta scenes watching the, the, the basically seasons one through three unfold before her eyes in a very bizarro world manner uh, and of course she was giggling when other people were not giggling because she knew the truth and <laughs> knew that Joffrey was an asshat and Cersei's a raving lunatic bitch and things like that. Uh, it was just so funny to, to her to see how people could empathize with those people with with them and not realize. And it, I, I like that part in the sense that it truly separated like the normal people of Westeros. From the machinations of the politics of King's Landing and around Westeros as well. Like, for most people, they don't give a shit. They, they don't. They just want to be entertained. They want, you know, they want some food. They want the fuck. And they don't care about that stuff. And it's a good it's example. A, it's a good example of how stories can change over time. And there really wasn't that much time. But well, how that's true. Misinformation and, and of lack course, of was written by the winners. And yeah. we, we, we know that the... Cersei and company have had seemed to win, although hopefully that little bit is going to change soon. All right. Well, of so, course, what do you do when you don't know? You make shit up. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> so she refuses yep. to kill the actress, and the Waith just so happened to be sitting there spying on her at that exact moment. Thought that was a little weird. Uh, and she goes away, and of course she knows that she's a marked, marked girl after that. She gets needle from where she had hit it, and she goes back to wait for the waif. And then the next episode, we have well, the with her booking passage to go back to Westeros, and like she's sitting there chilling on a, a bridge when an old lady comes up to her and stabs her repeatedly in the gut. Yeah, and then she falls in the water, and then she tips out. Yeah, you know, she's walking through the street, and then the next episode, episode uh, eight. We have her, uh, you know, the, the whole chase between, like, the the way finds Lady Crane, the actress, kills her, chases Arya, and it was it was very Terminator-esque. I think there, I've seen lots of comparisons on the internet about that. I, I had the exact same vibes in watching that. What about you guys? Um, didn't seem yeah, that's appropriate. I, I didn't think it seemed Terminator-ish. I thought it was a good chase scene. Uh, the wife was totally channeling T-1000, Robert Patrick. <laughs> like, there's a scene where, like, <laughs> she drops down and you, the, the camera, like, does a close-up of her face as she turns from profile to face the camera. I'm like, what the fuck? That's T2, man. Uh, anyway, so the, the next episode is <laughs> Lady Crane nursing Arya back to health with milk of the poppy and chicken soup. Well, we don't really know. Arya was passed out. We don't really know how she dressed the wounds. I okay. Mean, she- so we're hoping, for sake of making sense, because goddammit, a lot of people in this fucking show have been killed by like minor 
stab minor to like mediocre stab wounds. I mean, Robert Baratheon, season one, he gets gored, and uh, I. I've heard about these things. I've seen these things. Okay, that can be a little messy, uh, but other people, it doesn't really take much for stab wounds to kill them. And here's Arya. She got stabbed one, two, three, four times before she jumps over. Uh, and that knife, that knife was pretty short. Luckily, it was I mean, short. However, she did. But then again, start- she's small. <laughs> And yeah, it's true. And she did jump into uh, what was most assuredly like water with raw sewage, which could not have helped matters. Anyway, I saw saw something on the internet a few days ago uh, of various medical professionals, as in doctors, not just like nurses or whatever, actual medical professionals, professionals, and each one of them said, yeah, she she would have died from that. If the stab wounds didn't make her bleed out. Then the infection and plus jump, jumping into the the sewage water would have killed her within a matter of days. No, no ifs, ands, or buts. Well, in the so, books, they in the books they talk about some of their treatments for for um, helping people's wounds, and they talk about using boiled wine and boiled vinegar would probably work pretty well. As for sterilizing, yeah, boiled vinegar. Well, I mean, I, I have no doubts that they could sterilize on the outside, but. What do you do about the parts of the gastrointestinal system spewing out on internally? Um, Causing well, the septic I was shock. thinking about the about the knife being being short. Um, it if it went deep enough to uh, puncture the guts or not. Uh. Anyway, okay. Med- <laughs> medical. And plus, you can you can pour you can pour vinegar inside well i think you you saw we we talked about this the other night i mean when it comes to strange medical happenstance you brought up the case of hugh glass hugh glass Uh, for those of for those of you who are unaware the movie the revenant with leonardo dicaprio that's that's him who uh if you actually look at historical accounts of the dude who survived that bear attack uh it was pretty gruesome and he lived and went back to sort of living life normally after that um, uh, his his ribs his ribs were exposed by a bear attack, um, so he had basically flesh just ripped off of him. His ribs were exposed, and the, he came across a friendly uh, Native American tribe who, to to help him, they sewed a deer hide around over his exposed ribs, which just sounds really hygienic to me. Yeah, yeah, right. Of course. <laughs> what the fuck, man? And yeah, you know, that guy lived. Man. That guy lived. So, all right, a me- medical advice and medical uh, evaluation aside, what'd you guys think about what it did for her storyline? Okay, like I see the point of getting her back on, get back over to Westeros. This is the way to do it. You know, your quickest point to from A to B is straight line. Basically, they were trying to straight line her story back over, but it was just. Odd, the whole like you know here she's ending the that particular episode and the, the uh, house of black and white and you see the wife's face on the the slab or whatever and she's like why'd you send her to kill me and why do you think he sent her to kill you 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 dumb fucked up you didn't do well, your job people get fired also, for that. also I was thinking the the rule of two I was right about that. <laughs> 
scenes. Oh, the, he the was Sith. looking for a new apprentice. Oh, so you're saying the 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 faceless men are like the Sith? Well, in the yeah. books, it's complete. It's not that at all. It's it's a <laughs> assassins guild where they yeah, all come in and do their thing and whatnot. Them. Yeah, right, right. And anyway, she's she says, "Yeah, I'm Arya Stark of Winterfell, and I'm going home." And she turns and walks away, and then Jacob gives us like a little like smile, like, "Oh, there, there's my little pumpkin," and then you know that's <laughs> it. What what what'd you guys think of that scene? I, Man, I just really didn't like this at all. I mean, like from from her getting stabbed, like and surviving, to it, like. I mean, we, we were all kind of hoping that it was some kind of like mystical thing going on, something like, like you know, like maybe it was a ruse. She she had like maybe wrapped her stomach in I don't know blood bags or something. Right, I don't know. And then when she goes and she's like, "I'm Arya Stark," and or he, I think Jockin's like, you're, "You're no one." A girl is finally no one. What does that even mean? What, what does like, that mean? Okay. She just she just embraced like her true self as Arya, and, like, and now that, she's no one. That's the opposite of what what, what you're trying to do. Uh, there was an interview with Tom Vakoshlava. I, I I don't know how to pronounce his last name. I don't even know if I've ever heard it spoken. But uh, the guy who plays Jack, Jack and Agar, and he's like, yeah, I think he knew all along. I think maybe. Like, he didn't even know the characters' motivations or what the writers were trying to do. He was just trying to make the most sense of it for himself. And he personally (laughs) believes that he knew that he just needed to get her prepared because the faceless men could exert some sort of influence over her in Westeros. And she, she could be, even though she's not becoming one of the faceless men, she could be sort of like the eyes and ears and an ally to them in Westeros, and that was the plan all along. Which, I, if if you're the dude Tom Vakashlava, whatever his name is, and you're trying to make sense of it, yeah, that that's not too bad. And I, I would hope that would be the case. But Jesus fucking Christ, man! Uh, I actually read a different article uh, because I, I was really troubled by this. And it had to do with the storylines of Arya and the storylines of Daenerys, who seem to be just sort of floundering. In the books, they're just sort of stuck where they're at, and with very little mobility. And it was sort of reason; it was basically justifying what's taking George R. R. Martin so long in writing these books, these last two books, and saying that he's basically written these characters in such, in, into such circumstances that extricating them from those circumstances has become extraordinarily difficult. And he's you have these painted them the into a corner. Like, yeah, yeah, and you have these writers of the show who are just like fuck it let's just do it like this so we can get to the end and that's what we got and i think i know why they had her like, get stabbed <laughs> because say what i think i know why they had her get stabbed because it seemed like aria especially when if she had needle has the waif's number i mean no problem yeah to, some people to, were to disappointed build, by that that last scene where they didn't show the fight show it yeah i i had no problem with it whatsoever because that was her advantage the darkness was her advantage yeah. And so but, I didn't have to see that. But to build drama, she had to be injured, so there was a, you know, a chance more of a chance of the waif killing her. Right, right. Of course, of course. All right. Uh so where do we see Arya next, gentlemen? Is she going to be in the finale, you think? 
I don't know. Maybe she'll be I don't think like so. in one of the other finales. Wasn't didn't they show her on the ship sailing away? Maybe they'll do that. Like yeah, a that's true. Reverse of that. Hound, she left the hound. Season four was it? Something um, like that. Meacham. So you just on the ship sailing away in the finale? I don't think so. I don't think they're going to have her at all. All right, so you think she's going to be omitted um, from the finale. All right, then let me ask you both this. Yeah. Where Where is her next destination? Her next port of call? Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, don't, um, I think she's trying to go home. Yeah, I, I agree. I think she says, I'm going home. And when she's talking to Jake, it doesn't she? Yeah. Um, I mean, so, she could just mean Westeros, but... I think she she fully intends to follow up, uh, and I've heard some people think like, oh, she's going to go uh, renew her vow to the list. But you know what? She hasn't really said shit about her list in a while, and she I think she's noticed that when she leaves her list alone, she like the people just die anyway, and like I think yeah. she doesn't she's not she doesn't feel that impul you know con- compulsion anymore. To go kill people on her list, I think she's really and truly headed home to Win- Winterfell. Yeah, I don't know if they'll show her in some <clears throat> some uh, port town in Westeros or not, or if they'll just show her as she's getting to Winterfell. Uh, it may, you know, people are like, oh, she wants to kill Walter Frey. I'm like, I think Walter Frey is about to get fucked. What do you? I mean, like, I want her we're, to we're kill talk about Frey that in a second anyway, but. <laughs> Um, all right. I'm having a uh, I'm having a brand vision. All right, go. All right, my brand vision is the next character that that Arya encounters will be Gendry in one of these port towns. Oh, Gendry! Oh, I, I, at first I thought you said Gendry. Yes. I'm like, why? Why do you want to hate the Gendrys? Oh. I mean, <laughs> that's what I thought you said at first too. I think I think they'll just come across them still <laughs> rowing in the middle of the ocean. Left to rescue. <laughs> maybe, he, maybe he, he's like halfway to South Rose now. I'm almost there, guys. I'm almost there. <laughs> all right, uh, all right. Go, go with your your brand vision. I, I, oh no, I'm serious. I think that she's gonna actually encounter uh, Gendry because I I remember reading something really recently. <clears throat> sorry, really recently about uh, I don't know if it was uh, George R. R. Martin or uh, I mean it had to have been George R. R. Martin had confirmed that they were gonna have another scene together. Either in like future books or yeah, something. I remember seeing some of that. I thought in the books, um, yeah, I, you know what? I I could foresee it. I think they're moving the pieces on the board in such a way where we're going to see a lot of faces we haven't seen in a while. And I think Gendry is is as much of a possibility and probably more so than a lot of the others. So yeah, man, I I can see it. I dig it. <laughs> I think on her way home, she might be able to. She might encounter him. Maybe he's uh, crossed the narrow sea by now. Oh, I would can, hope can so. We ma- wait, wait. What about a love connection, guys? A Gendry, Arya hey. love connection. The last child, the last of the Baratheon line, with one of the last Starks making babies. Huh. That could be. An- I wouldn't be against it at all. That could be an interesting solution. I mean, solution. this whole time I've been. I've been for a uh, Rickon and Shireen marriage, but uh, I mean that's obviously see, not gonna, that that's a, obviously a not gonna happen now. The, the seven heavens, I guess, <laughs> yeah, because uh, or something. Dun, dun, dun. Red heaven, they're all dead. Okay, um, all right. We'll we'll talk a little bit more about 
that, I'm sure, in a little bit as far as where we're, we're setting the board. Gentlemen, let's move along to the Riverlands. All right, guys, we're at the uh, <coughs> Riverlands, and how about that hound? Sandor Clegane! He's back <laughs> in town. The long-thought dad, even for book readers, we, we had an idea that the Gravedigger character was, in fact, Sandor Clegane, and that we, we might get something called Clegane Bowl. I thought we Lots of people thought we were getting a setup for that. I, I would like to point out, however, I've never been a fan of the Clegane Bowl. Maybe I'll tell you why in a second. Anyway, guys, the Hound, back. He, What'd you think? He epitomizes wrath to me. He's like the wrath of the show. Ooh. Very, yeah, just Are we, are we going to get into some sort of like correlation between Game of Thrones characters and perhaps like the seven deadly sins? <laughs> we, yeah, you could probably do that mm. pretty easy. Who, who's sloth? Um Hey you guys. Um <laughs> uh, besides, besides the uh oh, yeah, that's true, Robert, Robert Baratheon. Baratheon. Very good, very good. Or or, or, or would he be lust? Uh, mm. I think Lust is would be like Jamie. Ooh. Or Theon. Uh, Theon, that's Theon true. Theon Lust. True. Yeah, you guys, penis cut off, yeah. Uh, uh, all right, en- enough of this uh, uh-huh. Judeo-Christian parallels. We're done. <laughs> Put the kibosh on that. Um, the, the four horsemen. Uh, anyway. All right, guys, so the hound's back, and Jeff thinks he's uh, the epitome of wrath. Meacham, what do you think? Um, did did you like certain, the turn yeah. in the story, or were you hoping for Clegane Bowl? Oh, uh, now I'm not ruling out Clegane Bowl at all. Oh, you're not ruling it out. No, it, it, it's well, it's, not, it's definitely not going to happen as trial by combat in Cersei's trial. But I think that there could still be some way that they end up fighting each other. Yeah, it may just happen. Uh, yeah, yeah. That, that's true. That's true. It could still happen, yeah. or you know, maybe, maybe. When the White Walkers start invading the rest of Westeros, um, you know, as everybody sort of goes to the north to fight the White Walkers, what if Zombie Mountain is enthralled to the Night King and he becomes a white because he's already could, dead? Could be. Could, I can and see that, that happening very easily. That could be the real Clegane Bowl. The hound who's already headed north is uh, going to fight his brother, the mountain there. I think I think that that could mm. actually foreseeably happen. Anyway, um, do we, do we have anything else to say about about the Hound? Do, as far as Just, the story goes, I mean, I'm glad he's back. Say what? Are you glad took, he's back? For sure. The way he me, took oh, those guys too. out. The way he took those guys out was just. Oh, he, like he just like he didn't even know who they were. He's like, fuck it, I'm kill him. And this he just mowed guy. through those I guys. Mean, he may well have murdered those guys we there's no indication whatsoever that they were in on it although i don't necessarily agree with that i don't think lem lemon cloak and his other two little frat boy helpers could have completely you know rampaged through that little village that he was living in and killed everybody uh without more than just those three people so I'm that actually was pretty give, cool that they. I'm giving Sandor the benefit on the doubt on this one. I, I think that they probably were complicit in uh, killing the village. Yeah, um, I, it's pretty cool that they have Lemon Cloak in it, and you know, yeah. in a certain a bit, and he is a dick like he is in the books. 
Oh, speaking of uh, more, more disappointment, more people more people were disappointed that when Barrick showed up and not, in fact, Lady Stoneheart. Meacham, were you one of those? No. You're like, fuck Lady Stoneheart, let's just keep showing the road. It's, it's season six, man. It's done. Then it's not going to happen. I know. Like, uh, Cat would be like a skeleton now, so they're not going to raise her from the dead yet. Which brings up another point. I guess we, we can go ahead and transition on in just a second. But uh, look, where's the hound going? Looks like he, he and Beric and Thoros and the brothers without banners who remain are headed north for some great fight. Was that the impression that you guys got? Yeah, I think they're yeah, going. It seems like so it. You, yeah. do you think that they're going up to, for, the, for the, the biggie, the one to fight the White Walkers? Yep. Or do you think they're going up, they were going up to sort of fight Ramsay Bolton and his tyranny? No, I think, you know, the Red God, you know, the Rilor is okay. most concerned with at, the You're right. At, at first, I was like, well, he can very... I mean, the Brothers Without Banners are all about fighting t- injustice for the small folk. And we know that Ramsey probably would not have been very nice to the small folk. But you're right. The Red Gods, as part of the equation, maybe would have spurred them further north. And I like the idea of moving those chests pieces into play up there as well all oh, right and if they yes. have uh if they have what's the one priest with the brotherhood without banners thoros thoros of um yes. he could re- be the replacement uh for relor uh with um if uh shit uh davos kills uh melisandre Oh, <laughs> uh, we could talk about that in a minute. I, I do. I do have something to say about that. Um, yeah, maybe. Anyway. All right. Uh, let's go ahead and, and, and pivot over to the other part of the Riverlands where we had the arc with the reunion of Jamie and Brienne, Pod and Braun all together again. <laughs> one big happy family, except it wasn't one big happy family. In fact, those characters, Brienne and Pod versus Braun and Jamie are sort of at odds, but amicably so. Yeah, it's it's like, guys, don't fight. It was sad. A little sad. Because they so obviously like each other. Yeah, and, and like a lot of people are, are shipping them. God, I hate that word. Uh, but they, you know, they want them to be in a relationship. I don't see it. I think it's two people who platonically have found some sort of mutual, mutual, not just admiration, but platonic love for each other. Like they care very deeply for each other as human beings, because maybe the other are one of the very few human beings on the planet who understand who they, who they really are. And I think it's entirely based on that. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, it's just, they always seem to be on the, on opposing sides. That's the oh, problem. Indeed. Indeed. Of course, we we have the Siege of River Run and the Blackfish uh, trying to hold the Lannister army at bay. And when Jamie and Braun come up to them, uh, to the phrase that is, they're trying to threaten Blackfish by saying they're going to kill Edmure. And Blackfish is like, fucking kill him already. I, whatever. <laughs> uh, Jamie's like, you guys are a bunch of asshats. Go sit down on the bench. You're riding the pine for the rest of this. And Jamie has this nice little conversation. Basically, he tells them you have to treat him well. He is nobility. 
um, treat him well, get him fed, clothed, whatever. And then he has this nice little heart to heart where Edmir is like, oh, you're the fucking Kingslayer. Nobody can trust you. Nobody likes you. You have no friends. And then Jamie's like, you know what? I love my sister. I love my family. We're just going to go back to, I mean, I just want to get back to King's Landing so I can take care of her and fuck everybody else. So I'm going to launch your baby over the over the sides of the wall if I have to, to make sure that, that happens in a timely fashion, which is a line directly out of Feast for Crows. How'd you guys like that? Well, it just seems to be confirming our suspicions that Jamie is a nice guy, except when it comes to his his sister. His sister fucks him up. Well, I mean, you could look at it conversely as well. In his defense, even though it's pretty dastardly, uh, such a move actually does save more people. I mean, his threat, whether he planned to go through it or not, um, and I'm sure Edmure believed it would at the time, and we don't ever get to see if, if he would have carried through with it or not, but he saved more lives by just threatening that than he did by fighting. True. Which True. is like old Jamie versus new Jamie. Old Jamie was just, you know, he was a, he was a caged dog. Um, you know, but when Catelyn had him under, you know, under lock and key earlier, he was just, you know, he was a caged dog and he would have bit anybody's hand who tried to get in his way uh, to the point of where he even killed his own cousin. And then here we are. And like he, yeah, he wants to get back to Cersei, but I also think he he knows this is best for everybody if he if he yeah. does do that. What do you think, Meacham? I think you're right. I think he was dealing it to avoid casualty. Um, I think Jamie can get away with with uh, doling out like those kind of uh, threats. Yeah, because that's that's what old Jamie would do. Yeah, I, but I new agree. Jamie, I don't think would actually act on those. I, I tend I think to he's just agree got with leeway, that. His uh, reputation. I also, also and here's the, like the difference between book Jamie and 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 show Jamie is, I really dig like how by the time we get the feast for crows, he's really he's really just like done with Cersei. Um, yeah, and in the in the show, he's very much like he wants to take care of Cersei and the one child they have left, Tommen. But, like, even that, the motivation's different, and I see why they've done it differently. Like, he can't just be done with Cersei, because I think what's going to be happening next with the storyline, it actually requires him to be more invested in Cersei rather than to have washed his hands of her. And, um, you know, talk about old Jamie versus new Jamie. I think old Jamie would have been like, oh, we have to storm the castle and kill everybody? Hot Sounds damn. like fun. Yeah, 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 sounds like right. fun. I, I think I think you're right on the money on that one. All right, so uh, Jamie uh, takes over River Run because he basically tells Admir to go in and just he's the Lord and just give it back over. Which and that yeah. that was weird. That was like the second death. I mean, they didn't show the Waif's death, and then they didn't show the Blackfish death. It's like okay, Blackfish is dead. It's like well, uh, we saw the Waif's really? face. I'm going to say that counts. The Blackfish. Yeah. I, you want you want to know my honest opinion of why they they didn't show it? Because he's not it's dead. That, that actor didn't seem to be in like the best health. I don't think they wanted oh. to have to show him fighting. Oh, okay, okay. That that's just like my take. Because if you notice how he walked, he didn't really walk very well. So it's like you could put it in a stunt double, but nah. They could have CGI'd it. They could have CGI'd that, it like Revenge I mean, of the also, Sith. That's true. 
Also, they needed to save some money for episode nine. Ooh, true, <laughs> true. That's true. We we got a shit ton of dragon in in that episode. Though no the, ghost, mm-hmm. no ghost, and the the horses. Jeez, that goes. Uh, okay, so uh, R.I.P. Blackfish. Uh, what do you think, guys? What's next for Jamie? What's next for Brienne? Well, let's let's talk about what's next for Brienne because I think the Jamie conversation is a little bit longer. Brienne headed back to Winterfell. That's it. I think so. Yeah, I guess so. Okay, so that's that's one more chess piece up towards the north, and then we have Jamie who is maybe uh yeah. I'd say maybe she'll encounter the uh, Brotherhood going north. Uh, that's that would true. be that would be weird. Have well, her meet up with did... the Hound again. Yeah, I mean, right. well, we know that if if the Hound is is headed towards Winterfell for whatever reason, and Brienne, of course, is headed towards Winterfell, then they're gonna meet again. And how, how do you think that's gonna go? Um, I don't know. They have no I don't reason think... to fight. This is it's a lot of reunions. Uh, I think, yeah, I think that they're doing a it lot on of purpose. <laughs> I, th- I think it's very, very intentional. Yeah. I also think that Arya headed back yeah. to Winterfell is, I think. She and Sandor are meant to go find each other for the story. Yeah, some sort of reunion in that regard. Yeah, exactly. Batman and Robin, and everybody can be. be, We're we're starting. Episode nine kind of gave us, proved us we can have. We can start actually having hope that good things might happen in Westeros, whereas it's been sort of a shit fest for six and a half seasons ish. Until like, episode ten, when things. the wall falls, yeah. and the, like good, the entire Night's Watch gets destroyed. Yeah. It's like good things can happen, but a lot of people uh, have to die first. It, that's true. All right, guys, Jamie, where's he headed? What's next? Um, King's Landing. Well, okay, to go, ultimately, to definitely. But according to the next episode preview. He is at the Twins with Walder Frey, and we had that weird little you know, scene where uh, Walder Frey is toasting to the Lannisters. Or, uh, it basically sort of mirror images what he says in the Red Wedding, like uh, the Lannisters and the Freys send greetings or whatever the hell that was he said in, in uh, the Red Wedding episode. Uh, did you guys catch that? Yeah, that, yeah. Walter Frey just seems to. I don't even if he's not. He just seems to be up to something. Um, is it him that's up to something? He always just seems to be up to something. Uh, I agree. Oh, yeah, I think he's he's a, a dastardly character in that regard. All right, so, um, do you not think maybe Jamie's going to set things right with that? Because if you remember the Red Wedding was all Tywin's it was Ty, it was really Tywin's master scheme and of course Walter Frey broke the you know the most sacred and hallowed of all um you know laws of Westeros when he killed people under who were supposed to be under his protection the you know, the, the law of hospitality so do you think that maybe Jamie f- does something about that I don't know I don't know. Uh, I feel like it would be out of nowhere. Yeah, a little bit. Like taking vengeance upon the phrase for acting on, on his father's orders. 
well, they, they, they seem know. to be a family of, of dickheads anyway. Um, anyway, no, I'm, I'm just yeah, I'm asking you guys. I don't know, but I, I sort of have a you know sort of brought. Like, I guess it was per it was at the behest of this last episode, I guess, where we're starting to see that the houses of Westeros are starting to fall, and the phrase are definitely if they're not going to be taken down this you know in a, in a red wedding esque manner um they're they're not going to be there for very much longer because somebody's going to take care of them uh whether it be john and the rest or whatever so um well they might end up having they might end up having beef because i'm sure um um he wants to shit i can't remember Frey, walter walter Frey, i'm sure still holds a grudge against the starks and well, he, but does he, I mean, he might, but does he, does he really have a right to anymore? I mean, really? He just I mean, seems like a crotchety old fuck. Yeah, he does. No, but I'm, what I guess what I'm saying is, uh, I see a lot of these houses around Westeros going extinct for one reason or another. And, uh, because of what the phrase have perpetrated in the past, I think that their days are certainly numbered. And of course, with this last episode with the battle of the bastards, we know for a fact that several of the northern houses are extinct or virtually extinct, uh, in, including the Starks. I mean, we we would put them in the virtual, virtually extinct category. Anyway, uh, guys, do we think Jamie's headed back to King's Landing after that for the next season? Well, somebody has to kill Cersei. Ooh, so that's the Valenquire pro- prophecy from Maggie the little Frog. Brother. Which they, mm. they actually didn't say the, the little brother Valenquire part in the show, but they do say it in the book that she would be killed by her little brother. She's always assumed it was Tyrion. And in the book, that is actually what led her to burn down the t- the Red Keep. Was it not? Or was this the Tower of the Hand? In the Tower book. of the Hand. Tower of the Hand. Okay, so she burns mm-hmm. down the Tower of the Hand and it was it's Feast for Crows, wasn't it? Maybe. Where she just sort of loses it and burns the place because she thinks like Tyrion's running around in the walls and shit. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I think that they've purposely omitted that part because I think what where we're headed and the hints have been a little too heavy handed to say that this is a spoiler at this point. Um you even had Tyrion mention it like, Oh, you have a bunch of wildfire underneath King's Landing. Hey, uh, I think Cersei's master plan here is to light everybody on fire. Yeah, well, yep, I when, think so. When she gets uh, condemned, ultimate, ultimately, this is going to have Jamie doing doing the same thing he did to the Mad King to the now Mad Queen. Um, anyway, and whether or not. That is what kills Tommen. The mountain kills Tommen. We know Tommen. I personally don't believe that Tommen is going to make it out of the finale. Chances are good he won't. I would mm. agree with that. May jump. Your head, Jang. <sighs> it's hard call. I mean, I, I I thought that he would be dead by the end of the of the season. All right, like five episodes ago. Oh no! But now that there's only one episode left. Well, I, I didn't think that he would be dead five episodes ago, but five episodes ago, I thought that he'd be dead by the end. Okay, okay. But now that there's only one episode left, I don't know. Like we see in the in the preview that the trial is basically going to happen, right? Next episode, we're led to believe it's 
going to start. Well, at least going to start, right? Yeah. Okay. So I'd say Tom maybe and- I don't know if she's gonna. Will she really burn down the city at the well, end of that, this season? That brings us to our, our net. Let's go ahead and launch it because this is segueing into the, the conversation about King's Landing anyway. Uh, we, we can come back to that in just a moment and flesh it out even further. But we have basically the High Sparrow has played everyone like a master. He, he is the maestro. Yep. Uh, he thought, I mean, Cersei's always been a dumbass anyway, but he played her. He played Olena. And, you know, if, if anybody who. who in my opinion, if anybody could have taken on the High Sparrow wit for wit, it would have been Olena Tyrell. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He got the best of her in the episode where he lets Marjorie go, and that, you know there's about to be blood in the streets, and he's like, "Oh yeah, well never mind. There's going to have something else going on." And that's when you have Marjorie giving her the ro- you know the little wadded up rose and telling her get the fuck out of town because she yeah. knows. Shit's about to go down. She's still loyal, but she just can't acknowledge that at the moment because she was very much under direct supervision by was it Septa, Septa Unella? Yes. Yep. Yeah. During, during that scene, uh, uh, that's for those who are listening. That's the shame, shame, shame. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, yeah. And with, as far as Tommen goes with the with the high sparrow. Um, He's at that age where you know the kind of a man needs a father or a young man needs a father figure. Uh, you know? I think we've got that. And and Jamie really never has been. And well, and that and the fact that he was ordered out of town. Yeah, and so the High Sparrow is the only you know strong male figure that's shown interest in him. So that can be very compelling for a young man. It, I, I I would happen to believe that. However, I I I would put money down. The, 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 I'm I'm almost I'm probably eighty five percent certain that Tommen will not survive the finale. Would anybody like to take that bet? I'd say fifty fifty on the next Ooh. episode, and then fifty fifty. Add, add another ten percent likelihood of death every episode after that. <laughs> okay, okay. Me <Meacham>, jump finale. Ah. <laughs> Uh, I think it's less than 50%. Ooh. But I would like to ask you how you think it's going to happen. Like, you seem so certain. The mountain. Like, do you have God to have some it. kind of idea how it happen? It's this whole wildfire thing, and I just love the idea. I mean, idea. do you think that he'll die in the wildfire? Okay. Either he dies in the wildfire, uh, you know, basically by Cersei's own hand. I, I love that. I love the symmetry. I love the irony with that. Uh, or, of course, he gets out and he confronts his mother and the mountain, seeing how Tommen's threatening her, goes to to Cersei's you know side and basically crushes Tommen's skull or something. Like I see yeah. something like that for happening. Tommen's pissing on his boots and he just reaches. I, I was. I always thought it would be more likely that Tommen dies, and then that's like the last thing that pushes Cersei over the edge. Ooh, yeah, but, but it still could be the mountain. Well, I mean, that's the thing. Though. She's she's already sort of losing touch with reality. If Tom, you're right. If Tommen goes, man, she's done. Oh, definitely. She's she's going to be worse. And if if Tommen is killed by the mountain with the because the mountain's defending her, she might just say, "Fuck it, let the whole world burn." Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that that might buy. And, and I definitely I like I like that. Okay, but I just. I don't know if it'll happen this next episode, though. Like the, the mountain killing Tommen. I'm putting money on it, dude. There's 13 episodes left. 
I, 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 the reason why is I also, All right, we'll see. I also we'll see. love the chaos that would throw Westeros in. Like the king's dead. Who the fuck do we have left? The king is dead. Long right. live the uh, nobody. Long live the <laughs> queen. Yeah. Right. Um. Yeah. Because really, though, who who is the next in line? Like, uh, legitimately, I, I think you'd have to see. You would have to. You would actually have to start seeing more people going for Daenerys. Like, well, shit, she's over there. Right. We heard she's cool. Let's bring her ass back. I think. I think that's more. Yeah. But then again, if King's Landing's destroyed, who's to say? But I mean, who would be the next? It, it'll be. It would be absolute anarchy across the Seven Kingdoms. But I mean, who would of be course, the next person in line in Westeros, though? The, there, there would be none. Yeah, so I'm thinking. I, I mean, the most. Yeah, there's no more, no more Baratheon. No, and of course there. Well, I don't know if you you heard this. I mean, would it be would it be Loras? No, I don't. I don't think Loras is going to survive either. Um. No. Yeah, I think he's definitely dead this next episode. I mean, I don't, no, I don't think he's going to survive George, either, George but if, Martin, if Tom and Ward had died before... George R. R. Martin said about, I'm going to say about a month ago, that Brienne of Tarth is actually the uh, descendant of Duncan the Tall from his Duncan Egg stories, and uh, that he has Targaryen blood. So from what we know, Brienne of Tarth actually has the most Targaryen blood left. Do you mean Baratheon? Or Tar- hmm. Targaryen. Oh. Well, wouldn't Daenerys have the most? Though? Oh, well, he, she's the most yeah, in Westeros. Out of sight, out of mind. As yeah, far as yeah. who's left in Westeros. I thought that was pretty cool anyway. Uh, I definitely don't think it would shake out like that in the least, but it's still pretty cool that she's related to Sir Duncan. Anyway, um, all right, guys. Uh, is there anything else we want to say about this King's Landing business before we, we move to our finale? The events. Nope. Of the Battle of the Bastards. So as far as this Winterfell business goes, guys, uh, we have John and Sansa and Davos going around the north trying to solicit help to fight Ramsay and take back Winterfell. And of course, we have our lovely little moment with the most precious, uh, <laughs> awesome pint-sized character we've had since Tyrion Lannister. Yes. Is a little Lyanna Mormont. Who was pre- She's precocious awesome. and genius, and every bit the bear that her ancestors would probably uh, approve of, and giving John such a hard John and Sansa such a hard time, and of course Davos <laughs> goes in there is like, hey, the dead are coming, the zombies won't like them. And she's like, all right, you can have my sixty two guys, <laughs> and they're like sixty two hundred, no, sixty two. But they're better than everybody else. Fuck off! <laughs> uh, that, that whole exchange was was absolutely that was awesome. Of course, loved it. Uh, I think people have absolutely fallen in love with that, that little girl, that actress who's who, who pulled that off so well in that episode. And of course, she actually showed up uh, right before the Battle of the Bastards as well on horseback to sort of um, size Ramsey up before the yeah, battle. Giving, that, that was also pretty cool. Giving Ramsey a very grim look indeed. Yeah, she gave she gave Ramsey <laughs> the, like stink the ultimate stank eye. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that, that was pretty good. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, guys, it, it, it fucking happened, man. Um, so we, we had some of the most... Uh, honestly, 
As far as anything that's been on television, hands down, it wins. As far as intense battle action, there's been no other. Uh, I would even put forward that we probably haven't ever seen anything like this in film before. It, it reminded me of the account of the accounts of the his, of the Battle of Kinney, was it? Yeah, and that, in fact, D and D Battle of Kinney yeah, and, and Weiss <laughs> said that in the uh, the after the show they were interviewed and he's in. Uh, Benioff uh, actually said, yeah, we were actually studying the Battle of Kanai for that. I'm like, oh, how about that? Awesome. So I was uh, right. You were right. And they're pressing the people in and trying to, to basically smother them to death. Uh, but lo and behold, after all that intensity, of course, uh, I think before we get to that, we have to talk about John's ass, ass-headedness, ass-holishness. Uh, Sansa warns him the night before. She's like, don't do what he wants you to do. He's like, okay, I won't. And then Rickon, who runs in a straight line and doesn't zig or zag. (laughs) (sighs) All right. You know what? He's been with Osha since he was like four. Maybe Osha just never got around to it. Okay. Whatever. I'm going to give him a pass. He he probably just never learned the, the all important zig and zag in a flurry of arrow fire. Okay. As my wife said, he never watched psych. Or the, or the, I think I'm I'm willing to wager he's never seen Psych. <laughs> anyway, um, and then he he did exactly what Ramsey wanted him to do. He runs off and his horse gets shot out from under him. He was lucky to survive that. And then all the horses get you know the cavalry of the Boltons rides in, and he's I mean that whole battle sequence was just absolutely fucking masterful. It was intense. Uh, I loved how, you know the, the brutality of it. The, there were, you could definitely get some CGI vibes from certain aspects of it, like yeah, the horses careening into each other. Into, like, eh. Um, but that's the first. Yeah, you know, we haven't been able to show much of that, and that's what would really would happen. Yeah, thanks to yeah. CGI. And, and what, what's can, amazing to me is at you know the the after the show thing with HBO members of the crew or whatever. Um, they did all of that with only 80 horses. And wow. that whole sequence was not CGI. The whole, anything with horses, as far as like them riding in around John, like interviewed Kit Harrington. He's like, yeah, those are all real coming at me. It was pretty intimidating. I'm like, oh, man, that's, that's crazy. Well, but they what, what they did was they just sort of like recycled horses. So when they sent the Bolton cavalry out, then they sent out, you know, like uh, the uh, – uh, John's horses. Well, I guess whoever was in the end, um, but like it seemed like a lot more than eighty horses. Well, I said to my wife, "It's like Definitely. imagine how dangerous a mock cavalry charge is." Still. Oh, sure. And that's when they've checked, you know, for holes and branches yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Now imagine it back in the day, where for real. And there could be rabbit holes, there could be branches, there could be rocks. I mean, you'd, you'd lose horses just in the charge before the battle yeah. even happened. Right. They would they would probably tumble down for holes or whatever. Absolutely. Yeah. But anyway, uh, yeah, so he, he survives that. The, um, with, with I was telling you this while we were watching it on Sunday night, Jeff, but it's like he basically... Yeah, he's lucky, but he pretty much he proved he was the badassiest of all the swordsmen on that field, in my opinion. Yeah, 
Yeah, he he like, definitely held his own for sure. No, nobody could fucking take him. There was that one part where he got lucky. I mean, I, that was it. Between the luck and his own badass badassery with the sword, uh, he he was absolutely the most uh, dominating fighter out there. And of course, you have the. I, I love the scene. Of course, I'm, I'm fast forwarding a little bit to where we're talking about the can I part with the uh, shields crunching everybody in. Uh, he was basically getting trampled to death and this, this scene was actually very important to me i'm gonna see if you guys think think the same way uh the fact where he's just on the ground and he sort of has this like look of abject hopelessness on his face uh and everything they were playing tighter. the sad music they were playing the yeah. sad music they were playing the sad music and everything was getting tighter <laughs> and he couldn't breathe you could tell he couldn't breathe anymore and then all of a sudden you see him fighting, struggling up to the top, and finally taking that last, you know, that deep breath from the middle of the pile. Uh, for me, up until then, John has just been going along with what other people have basically told him to do. He wasn't really glad about being resurrected, and he didn't really care about death. He didn't really—I mean, he didn't really seem to care about a whole lot. But for that, for that scene, to me, it seems like. This is the first time since he's been resurrected where he's choosing to live. Well, and plus there's dying and there's being trampled and suffocated to death. Well, it, look, it looked like he was about ready to throw in the towel. Like he's been dead. Surely that aspect doesn't doesn't frighten him. Yeah, he's like but he, he chose know, he chose to live. He's like, you know, I'd rather like get my head cut off or stab through the heart than get trampled to death. <laughs> I mean, he, he acknowledged the stakes and he, he chose to live, man. Yeah, anyway, yeah. Uh, Meacham, did you get the same vibes from that scene? Uh, not immediately, but I like that. I like that you pointed that out. Okay. I love um, that it definitely... I think it is a, a nice a nice point. I okay. definitely love that it showed the ingloriousness of battle. You know, exact opposite of what everyone thinks. You know, glorious battles. Yeah, no, yeah. It's definitely not glorious. It, it was pretty gruesome, and you had the yeah. mountain of the bodies the, piling yeah. up. Yes, jeez. That, that, that was, was the. Uh, I will. I will say. Uh, I will say in this episode, like there was a couple times where I thought, "Wow, may, John might just die." <laughs> uh, like this might he might have they might have just brought him I here to die again. I didn't think that just because like sure like that would be the worst storytelling maneuver ever to bring a character back from the fucking dead just to have him die in a battle and didn't really do anything. So he might very well right. die by the end of the story again, but like it's too soon for that. It's like I knew it wasn't going to be him that that killed over this episode. Um, what about? No. I was glad that they portrayed that scene in such such a way. What about the fight between Tormund and... Uh, oh, Tormund and Small John. Small John. Uh, yeah, that was awesome. Like, I, I think uh, I, when we were watching it, Jeff, I'm like, ah, oh, come on, Tormund, go cut a stick off. Yeah. His and then, nose like, is... No sooner had I said that, he actually runs after Small John Umber, and he doesn't try to cut his dick off, but he, he bit his like ear off and stabs him a bunch of times. I thought that was oh, fucking no, I brilliant. Thought he, no, I thought he bit, it, bit him in the throat. Oh, he, he could. I always saw yeah, it. Was I heard a gurgle. Very well been, yeah. I heard a gurgle, but Tormund's nose is ruined. It looks like it's gonna fall off. It's black. Oh, uh, <laughs> eh. we'll, we'll get a maester on that. He'll be all right. We'll, we'll send Lady Crane over to heal that. She's apparently really good. Maybe Brienne will help She'll nurse to heal him back to health. first. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe Brienne exactly. will help nurse him back to health. 
Oh, yeah. Wouldn't that just be sweet? Oh. All right. So, uh, anyway, so you have the Knights of the Veil vale come at the, you know, the most opportunistic moment uh, who surround what's left of Ramsey's forces and, and the shields and uh, cut them down in a pretty swift manner. Uh, guys, let me ask you this. And at first I was kind of angry about it, but I think I have it figured out now. Um, Sansa never told John that she had written the men of the, you know, written to Littlefinger uh, that, to get the men of the veil to come help. That, you that said it did piss, piss you off? Yeah. It's like, bitch, tell him, tell John that there are more people available. <laughs> okay. Uh, Meacham, what about you? Uh, I'm not pissed about it. I mean, obviously, there's gonna have an encounter in the next episode when John's like, "We have to trust each other now more than ever," and uh, kisses Sansa's forehead. Yeah, all right. Like, yeah, what? so they're definitely gonna talk about the next episode. But go yeah, ahead. Well, here's my thing: that pre-battle conversation, the pre-battle conversation they had, where she's like, "We need to wait until we have more men." He's like, "What more men? There are no more men." That's the time you mention no, the night to the veil. You, I mean, you, I don't, I don't think she knew that. When they were going to show up. Yeah, the, the timing is, is definitely an issue. But I also think this, guys. She knows how fucking cunning Ramsey is. She keeps telling John, it's like, okay, this is good strategy. Don't let him, don't let him lure you into a trap. Don't trap. He's not, you're not going to trap him. He's the one who traps you, which he did. Yep. Sansa fucking knew what kind of person Ramsey is and what kind of battle tactician he was. I think Sansa not telling John about the men of the veil was the ace in the hole. She couldn't tell John because somehow Ramsey could have used it to his advantage. If she had told John to wait, then Ramsey would have done something else. He would have adjusted his, his strategy accordingly and it would have fucked everybody over. So in my opinion, I think Sansa actually was, she was smart. I think, I think she had to withhold. She was the one laying the trap. I think she, she was, she was the one who was trying her best to lay the trap. And if she had told anybody that would have, that would have messed up the strategy. And Ram, if Ramsey knew the army of the veil was there, they would have just held out in a siege, yada, yada. They could have won, yada, yada. And so I think no. Sansa actually, what Sansa did was a, But a siege, they would have had one, one still to break well, down the doors. Well, one, one, as we see in the next, the next little part. Yes. As he just bowls down the door. Yeah. Pretty well. Um, you're right about that part. Oh, and, and uh, about Littlefinger, uh, Littlefinger has the only army in the North. Now I think, I think no matter what they would have, they would have arrived pretty much when most of John's forces we're dead. Because now Littlefinger has the largest army in the north. That that could very well be, be part of it as well. Um, yeah, perhaps. Anyway, uh, so the, yeah, we have 1-1 and Tormund and John breaking, you know, basically leading the, re- the charge into Winterfell. They get in. They are able to take the castle back. And you have this great little scene where uh, Ramsay's like, oh, you wanted one-on-one fighting. How about now? And John throws down Longclaw. He's like, all right, motherfucker. And he grabs a shield. Did you guys see what shield that was? Um, no, I can't remember. 
I think I even mentioned it when we were watching it. You we, did, Jeff, but I can't Jeff remember. and I actually watched, we stayed up late and watched it a second time uh, yeah. when we came back on. <laughs> and uh, I, it, it's a Mormont <laughs> shield. I fucking love that John, you know, like the, the greatest little, like scene we got of him getting in the army is with Liana Mormont. He was the steward of Gior Mormont, and he was given the sword by Gior Mormont. And and then you know that last scene when he's taking back Winterfell, he grabs a Mormont shield. I think there was actually some symbolism in that. The the, the Mormonts were always there to protect John. That is cool. Hmm. I like that. How many of her sixty two knights do you think are left? Oh, but that's the thing. We know uh, that one of them uh, must have gotten inside the castle because that was a yep. Mormont shield. Yep. So, but he did drop it. He did drop it, so he might be dead. I think they're also they're all still alive. <laughs> they're, I'm pretty certain. Also, me too's probably right. They're all still there. They're all sixty two out of sixty two. Yep. Maybe sixty one out of sixty two will will account for the guy who dropped his shield. Maybe he yeah. just dropped it. Maybe he had to take a piss. I don't know, whatever. Um now he drops to pick up another sword. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right, so uh, yeah, uh, one one of course was shot in the eye. Like one one, like I was still saying, like oh my god, he's gonna survive become a becoming a giant pincushion, and then Ramsey shoots him in the eye, and that, that yeah. was all she wrote. Sad. The last giant is down, but like fuck, he's a last giant, so is he's gonna be the last giant I, no matter what. Is it bad that I was more sad about one one than I was Rickon? Um, I think we all were, honestly. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've been yelling one one like since that episode where they come, you know, uh, with their attack. Like, they go on the wall uh, where one one comes back to save John's body or whatever. I'm like one one, uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, we gotta gotta love some one one. And anyway, so R.I.P. Rickon, R.I.P. One one, um, guys. What's next for the North? Um. Uh, more war <laughs> winter has done come, is coming. And that means yeah. uh, the winds of winter is the title of the last episode and we have that little scene the only thing we actually get from the preview of the, the last episode the finale is John and Santa talking about we have all these enemies in the north or all you know our, our enemies are great but like I don't want to say he's overstating I think he's just paranoid ish because you know his friends at the wall stabbed him uh, and he's definitely going to keep the people he trusts the closest and the people he doesn't trust further away uh guys you also mentioned the thing about davos do you think davos is going to kill melisandre because during the episode he finds the stag that he had carved for shireen at her little burning pyre yeah it would seem <sighs> It would seem weird out of character for him to just let that go. You think so? I actually think it would be out of character for him to kill her. Like that. I don't think he I don't think he's going to kill her. I think I think if anything, let me like I said, in the preview, like you see uh you see Davos like talking to John. Like tell her or you tell her, I guess he's talking to Melisandre. He's like tell tell him what you did to her. Yeah, right. You, it's like the three. I don't know. Them. I don't think he said you burned her. Yeah. Um. I I still like the idea that John like has to execute Melisandre somehow, and that's like what catches his blade on fire. Ooh. And, oh. and but truly fulfills the prophecy Azor of Azor 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 Azor
That would be maybe cool. Maybe as he's cutting but through, but I think her it's neck. more likely that Melisandre kills Davos. <laughs> maybe as Honestly. maybe as he's cutting yeah. through, her, cutting through her neck, it uh, it uh, it splits the ruby, and the sword bursts into flames. Ooh, like it? Ah, uh, maybe <laughs> the ruby just like becomes uh, embedded in the sword. Ooh, <laughs> but yeah, Davos, oh. Davos. You know, love Shireen like a like a daughter. So right, more more than his own, her own father. It seemed like, well, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think that Davis is going to kill her. I I think if anything, Melisandre would go into some sort of self imposed exile and sort of watch things from a distance rather than be cut down by Davos. And if, frankly, if Davos dies, I'm going to riot. So that better not happen. Um, he, he's probably become my favorite. Uh, secondary character, if that makes sense. He's like one of the. He, how many of the good guys yeah. actually who aren't main characters? Even the main character good guys die. So it's like, yeah. Davos, you're a nice guy. How the fuck are you still alive? Right, right, right. In the Game of um, Thrones. All right. So as far <laughs> as the finale goes, you see, okay, maybe maybe that happens. Uh, I think yeah, there's definitely gonna be some sort of power consolidation, uh, guys. That's the question. Who's going to rule Winterfell, Sansa or Jon? Littlefinger. Oh, maybe Littlefinger Little by finger. proxy. Peter Baelish. Say what? Peter Baelish. Peter Baelish. Ooh. For sure. Maybe. Maybe. What, what do you think, Jeff? He I, wants Sansa's hand in marriage for the army. Oh, do you I think, think he wants Do you think he wants her hand himself? Or do you think he wants to marry off to Sweet Robin? I don't know. No. I don't know. I don't think so. I mean, imagine he has the power to. If they're married, he can control both the Vale and the North. Uh, seems like a very little thing, little finger thing to do. Yeah, it does. It, it does, but I think he's. I think he's done with all the secondary, like uh, the vicarious I uh, control. I think he's just ready to have his own. Though, and and just saying, hey, I want to marry Santa. That's a little too much thinking with his dick. I, I don't. Well, I don't see also, that happening. I think time. I, th- I just think the time. I just think the time's getting thin. Okay. Okay. Uh, I think. Uh, also, so, with Littlefinger, he's seen that if you stand out, you get knocked down. So yeah, playing from the right. shadows is a good way to have power, but also stay alive. Yes, I I would agree with that. It's true. It's definitely true. Um, all right, guys. So who, you you say Baelish by proxy? What do you think, Jeff? I think you know the whole patriarchy stuff. You know, like they're they're gonna make a woman king. That shit didn't fly back yeah, then. Yeah, I, I think they've, they've actually gone a long ways towards indicating things like that. You had the girls taking over in Dorne. You have Daenerys and you know Yara and Marine. Uh, you have Sansa kicking ass, taking names, and basically being the reason why John and company win the Battle of Winterfell. Um, I I really like the idea of her her being queen of the North. Yeah, but I think they're going to give it to John. Just because, but he's a bastard. Which yeah, brings up but, my next point, guys. We know, according to the the preview for the season finale, that uh, Bran is at the wall, about ready to cross over or whatever. And it looks like he, I think it's his preview. It looks like he he's going to warg. Um, also, I should point out that the actor who plays young Ned from the Tower of Joyce scenes yes. is actually listed as an actor in the finale. So we know that Tower we're going to get some more Tower of Joy in the finale based on what we've, we've seen in the preview and what we've seen on IMDb. Mm-hmm. 
as reliable as that is, uh, I think is very reasonable. Guys, uh, here's what here's what I think is cooking. I, I think Brand is headed very much towards Winterfell. Uh, I think he's going to be getting the rest of the story about Jon's parentage. Uh, not only that, he's going to be bringing more warning of what's to come and how uh, dire their circumstances are. Uh, regardless of who is ruling Winterfell, I think that they're going to be sending, like John is going to send word to Samwell, like, hey, uh, you know, uh, a raven isn't going to make it, make it across the sea. I need you. He's going to send a raven to Samwell. Uh, I need you and, and even Gilly to cross cross over and find Daenerys and tell her she has, she's going to land, like, to get her to land to the north. Uh, and basically, I think all the chess pieces are, are getting moved into the north. Um, or if you've ever played the game Risk, I think all the pe- all those little all those little pieces are getting moved up into the north portion to it's defend like, against the invading army. It's like, dear Sam, apparently I am king of Westeros. I did not know that until recently. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe not Westeros, but the north anyway. But also, I think Sam's a, he's a perfect person because he's the only one other one who's seen and killed. A White Walker. I, I actually think Daenerys would fucking love Samwell. Have they talked about the White Ravens in the in the show? No. Ah, I wonder if they'll do that. With the, you talking you know, about the, like the winter thing, the signaling winter is officially here? Yeah. No, they haven't. But you know what? I I could see that happening in the in the finale, maybe. Um, and the winds, the winds of winter. Do you think the the this like horrific? Gale force wind's gonna come down and knock the wall down. Ooh, I I don't know what it's gonna be, but I think it's gonna be something. It's gonna be something. I think. I think each of my, we we've both been saying it now. The wall. I actually think it's gonna happen, or at least start to happen in the finale of something with a wall coming down in the finale. You think so? You still think um, that? I don't know. I I'd like to see Daenerys get it's to just, Westeros first. It's just first. the timeline. Say what? It's just the timeline. It just seems like we keep saying there, there's only going to be 13 yeah. episodes left. Like That's not yet confirmed, but if there are 13 episodes, like the wall has to fall and Daenerys has to come over right. here and there has to be at least like four or five, six episodes where there's like, it doesn't seem like there's going to be a solution. So you know? maybe the, the finale of, I don't know, man, like how, well, I guess plunging Westeros into chaos politically again and even more so than it was the War of Five Kings. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a you know, massive power vacuum. And like I said, I think he's inviting Daenerys, or, he, or I should say they, Sansa and Littlefinger and Jon, uh, and even Robin will sign off on like, hey, come come land here. Um, we, we welcome you and come help us fight the White Walkers. They're coming. I think, I think Bran is also going to, you know, he's going to tell Jon, like, dude, you're fucking Targaryen. And uh, this is where your destiny is. And like when he and Daenerys finally meet, he's you know, like Bran might say like, "Oh, by the way, that's your uncle, uncle um, cousin, uncle." I no, don't. She's think, your aunt. That's what it is. Sorry. Yeah. I don't think they're going to beat the White Walkers uh, at the Wall. I think they're going to have to re- retreat some. Well, uh, I, I, I agree think with that. The island. I think the Island of Faces is going to come into it. Oh yeah, why is that? It just seems like it should. You're talking about what's over there by Hiron Hall, right? Um, I'm talking about the uh, the God's Eye. Yeah, God's, God's Eye. Eye. 
Yeah. yeah. I think that should come into it. Hmm. I think it should. I mean, that that would be cool. That's where the original pact was made. True. Between the Children of the Forest and the, the First Men. That could very well be. So, that'd be so cool. Maybe that's where the new pack will be It all ends made. where it began. Maybe that's where um, the new pack will be made between the White Walkers and the humans. I don't know. <laughs> that, that's, that's true, too. That's mm. true. All right, guys. Anything else we want to say about all this business? Or maybe if they can capture the the uh, the Night King and take the obsidian piece out of his heart, turn him back into human. Oh. Maybe turn all the rest. And turn everybody all the rest lives back happily into ever human. after. Yes, everybody. Do you remember the Do you remember the theory, Buchanan, that we talked about about there being a Night Queen? Yeah, the Night King just wants his Night Queen back, and she's in the crypts of Winterfell. Yeah, that, that there's also the there's a theory about there being a, a dragon underneath Winterfell. I, I dig that one too. Oh, because so, yeah, of the, because I like of to the see heat? Bran just like get back to Winterfell and uses he has the he just knows what to do he knows that there's a secret vault and he has to like place his hand on the wall in a certain way and it opens up this door because of the hot springs very like national national treasure like just because (laughs) because of the hot springs there's a dragon in the winterfell that's the theory there there is there's another dragon i think so the water like the the because basically winterfell's on a hot spring or whatever and that's what keeps it warm and able to survive the winter uh, but there's like an old, it's one of the stories that old Nan says, or it's based on one of the stories old Nan says about how there might be a dragon underneath there who, who warms the water. Oh, and what about, uh, that, that, that story about, uh, one of the, the leaders of the night's watch, uh, had a, uh, had a white Walker. Yeah. Wife, that's, that's the actual basically. Night's King story. That's, yeah. 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 Very, so, very, very true. Which apparently isn't the same as the Night King in the show, but whatever, whatever. There's some definitely some interesting stuff they could get from the books, but I'm not sure they will. Yeah, I don't. I, don't, I think they're they're really just plotting the course to the end right now. I think yeah, they're yeah. moving all the pieces to the north. I mean, Arya's going to, to Winterfell. The Hound and Thoros and Beric and Darien are all headed towards Winterfell. Brienne and headed for Winterfell. Uh, we could very well see Daenerys and company headed towards Winterfell. Um, I mean, I just think something important is going to happen at the God's Eye. I don't know what. I don't know when. I just think you're, something you're just important. You're calling it the God's Eye, goddammit. The God's Eye, the Isle of Faces. <laughs> cool. Something. All right, uh, Meacham, you have any last prognostications? Stabs in the dark? Nah, I don't think so. All right, well... <laughs> Uh, I'm still not sure if the wall's on a fall. Oh, yeah. But we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, guys, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for listening along for, for Cast from Culturally Rock Episode 7. Uh, we will do a wrap-up after the finale. And until then, keep on rocking. Buchacha out. Velo Margolis. Meet you, Matt. Velo Doharis. Jeff out. Do you like games, little man? Let's play a game. Run it to your brother. The sooner you make it to him, the sooner you get to see him again. That's it. That's the game. Easy. Ready? Go. No, you have to run, remember? Those are the rules. Go! Once you get some distance, change your course. Never run in a straight line.
straight line is the shortest distance between two people. Zigzag, zigzag, that's right. That's right, everyone, throw them off their course. Did you hit him? What were you thinking? Living life on the run, it's a sad short story Been with my troubles from the day they killed Jory Middle child of five, but I'm wilder and I'm smarter Quick like a snake and calm as still water After Joffrey made a martyr of my father I had to flee the city, but my heart grew harder Gotta get to Winterfell, Yorin knows the deal Cats soft like Lamy, all they wanna do is yield for real, see every wagon needs a wheel And at ten I stay sharp like Castle Forge steel The Lannisters are looking and the gold cloaks came They want a gutter boy but Ari's not the name So we send them back and they came back in the night I put the axe in the wagon because the man can't fight Green boys outnumbered, saw a few boys fall They took all of us at Blimey back to Black Heron's Hall Watch it all come around as I lay on the ground Joffrey, Cersei, ill and pain to hound They all think I'm lost but I know where I'm found I'm the blood in the north when it all comes down My word is my bond and my bond is my word Valar to Harris, all men must serve See as the raven flies and time slips by all men must die Heron the Black's legacy The tallest of them all Now a blasted out ruin in my prison Heron Hall Death in every black tower Pain in every rotted steeple Ain't no room for hope And it smells of dead people Evil Nan, Ari, or Weasel The ghost in these walls When I speak names lethal Pawn in the game All the same I'm a catalyst Pour the bishop's table Then I mingle with the savages Old Lord Lion tracks my family in the field Ask me if I believe Anyone can be killed For real I get three That's the deal Not too far from my first soon I'll know how it feels Thought that I was caught between my lord and my lord But I show no fear, it cuts deeper than swords You're damn right, had I led a different life And maybe been a child of Pike, I'd gladly pay the iron price Watch it all come around as I lay on the ground Joffrey, Cersei, ill and pain to hound They all think I'm lost, but I know where I'm found I'm the blood in the north when it all comes down My word is my bond, and my bond is my word Valar to Harris, all men must serve all over the realm, ran with cutthroats and pages And haven't seen the basics in this world with five graces Patience, just like I remain nameless I think I found my calling with a man who stays faceless Nice to think that my hands will stay stainless But a girl keeps secrets, survival game shameless Tickle was cool, Armoria Ignoramus I named both names and a man was gracious A man needs a name, and a man pays his debt And a man owes three, and a girl has requests A girl wants the old lion, but a man must digress So a girl names a man as a man's last test A girl unnames a man for some help to get away If a man does this thing, then a girl must obey A man gives a girl a coin as a girl decides to say The God of Death will have his due, but we say not today Watch it all come around as I lay on the ground Joffrey, Cersei, ill and pain to hound They all think I'm lost, but I know where I'm found I'm the blood in the north when it all comes down My word is my bond, and my bond is my word Valar to Harris, all men must serve Time slips by. Fall on my bullets. All men must die. If I had my druthers, if I if I could go back and do something, I, I would probably do like secure, like internet security stuff. Oh. Me? Yeah. If I had my druthers, I'd go back and you know, porn star. Um. Yeah. I don't think your your wife would care for that too much. Yeah, probably not. Probably not. Okay. Anyway, uh, are you gonna? Until she saw how much money I was making. <laughs> I don't think they make that much. The male porn stars, no, oh, they don't. Come on, they they get paid <laughs> come on. ass mostly. Yeah, they get they get paid in vagina. All right, yeah. Jeff, you count us back in. All right, in three, two, one. 
<laughs> 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 <laughs>